When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think what Jay was trying to get at is, is the fact that he's being asked to do too much as a way to say sorry. And in a way, maybe he's right to a certain extent. But again, my point is I, under, I, I can... I understand why the organization is saying, look, you didn't do the apology right, so we want you to double down. We want you to do this, that, and the other. I, honestly, I think part of it is he's never going to do this, and we're done with him anyway, so let's just let's just put that out there to see if he actually does it. Yeah, they're delaying and, the inevitable and, here. Exactly. Like. Or the other part is they're just saying, look, you, you, you botched that apology so bad. We're so disappointed in you that we're going to make you go through this. And I think that's what Jay's getting at, saying, like, man, you guys are really making this guy go through it. As his way of saying, like, he's pretty much going to, you know, get down on his hands and knees and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, take me back. Well, I think you look at also the E-May situation that, that the Celtics do. We're looking back on that now, the history of that, that the Celtics do the right thing by suspending e and moving forward there. So there's so many things which tie up. And then Brooklyn comes in and says, hold on a minute. Right. Let's throw a lifeline to E-May. Let's, let's, let's dangle around the fact that we might have him as our next coach. Yeah, that to me was like, are you? What are you thinking about? You already have a public relation nightmare, and all of a sudden you're going to bring Ime in. I, I just don't think it was the time, the place, nor did anybody think about that. They yeah. also had a job posting. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. In person this time, I am Joseph Pabone. Cedric Maxwell's here, and a special guest, Bobby Manning. Bobby, this is a special, this is a special uh, appearance for you, man, because we haven't done this since what 2020. We haven't done a podcast in person uh, in, in a few years. It feels like, and uh, with everything going on in the NBA, with everything going on in Brooklyn, we thought it was appropriate to have a sit down conversation this time and uh, and just talk talk it up, talk it out, right? Talk it out. I mean, Max and I, we were talking briefly before the Celtics game Wednesday night. And uh, we decided that this is the best way to go about it. So, um, Bobby, I mean, we can just get started by what's going on in Brooklyn. Obviously, the Kyrie suspension. Um, he, was, he was suspended for a, at least five games. Uh, he had a list of things he needed to do before in order to uh, return to the team. But now it just seems like the Brooklyn Nets may be moving on without him. And, of course, they got a lot to, 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 uh, to decide or the, the last week or so with the whole email situation. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first things first, what's your takeaway with this whole Kyrie situation? I know we, we always talk Celtics on camera. We rarely talk about this topic, so I'm, I'm intrigued as to you know, what you think. But um, like, what happens with Kyrie in Brooklyn? How does this whole thing play out, in your opinion? 
it felt to me from the moment they passed this down that this could be the end of his time in Brooklyn. I don't expect him to play for the Nets again. I, like, I'd be stunned. It just seemed like such a mass of, uh, you know, redemption activities, whatever you want to call it, from the get back out there that he wasn't going to be able to accomplish this in much less than five games. Yeah. How about the rest of the season here? Uh, not to mention the rift it clearly uh, drew between him and the team here. I can't imagine he's thrilled with this, considering the fact that through his responses – uh, you know, he went in front of the media twice. Sean Marks called it a bit of a fuss. I don't think there was a sense initially from Kyrie and the team that this was a huge deal or something that they had to address. And I yeah. think the backlash got to a point where uh, they had to do something from a public relations standpoint to cover themselves as a team and come out and say, we're against this. We're going to make him go out there and you know, address the things that he said and try to redeem himself. So right. I, I can't imagine that he's going to be able to do all these things and get back on the floor in a timely manner. And that, to me, says that they're done with him. Hmm. I'm thinking it's because he just he had a chance to explain himself, and he didn't. He had a chance to apologize, and they didn't he, like his version of the did. apology. Uh, well, you know what? Let's stop right now. Because he did apologize. When did he apologize? But they did not. After no, no, no. Even, even that one? before. But they did not like his apology. And I, think, and I think the thing that happened did you like was it? Kyrie was apologizing. But at the same time, he was fighting back. And that's the worst thing you can do in any, com any conversation. If you start out by saying you're sorry and you stop there and walk away, you're good. But if you go with the next but then that takes everything that you just said and puts it on hold to the people you're apologizing to. I think that's one of the big things right now with Kyrie Irving. And I think that Kyrie, Kyrie is, you know, he wants to be the smartest guy in the room. Well, none of us have watched this, right? I mean, no. None of us shelled that $12. And to who has? <laughs> I'd like to see the percentage of people who have watched it. I went through the reviews yesterday. It drags on and on, I guess, four hours. Yeah, those kind of documentaries typically do, right? I mean, it's not... <laughs> something doesn't feel right about watching something that's quoting Hitler. Like, it's probably... It's best to just stay away from that. But again, you do have to go in and see what was actually said. Kyrie, in let me advise here. Yeah. You are in Brooklyn. <laughs> and I think that's the last thing you're going to talk about is Jewish people in Brooklyn in a way that might be offensive to them. Yeah. Or any place, any place, but especially with you in Brooklyn and your fan base, your fan base being huge when you think about people in the Jewish community who come to those games. Yeah, you saw the people protesting along the sideline. I think that was another instance where the team looked at it and said, oh, I don't know if we can have this here. So the apology point's a good one, right? It wasn't unequivocal. Yeah, he kind exactly. of bounced around right. and affirmed certain points. He said, I didn't agree with everything in here. There were some things I didn't agree with. And then he, as you said, was combative, saying, I read the dictionary, and I know where I come yeah. from, so I can't be anti-Semitic. Where were you? Let me ask you that. Where were you when all these things happened to me? Oh, when his dad That's what Kyrie said. The, the, the where, where, where were you when I was little? My ancestors and, 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 and all this, that. Where, where like, were you? Well, like, most of those people weren't around because they weren't alive when that happened. So uh, <laughs> I think that Kyrie might be you. you you're stretching a little bit. Right. I, I just, you know, the backlash and the craziness right now, my, my biggest take out of all this has been, I guess, now the next day, which I think is the next day when I think about the people who are defending Kyrie. And Jay Williams had something on. I think what Jay was trying to get at is, is the fact that he's being asked to do too much as a way of saying sorry. 
And in a way, maybe he's right to a certain extent. But again, my point is, I understand. I, I can. I understand why the organization is saying, "Look, you didn't do the apology right, so we want you to double down. We want you to do this, that, and the other." I, honestly, I think part of it is he's never going to do this, and we're done with him anyway. So let's just let's just put that out there to see if he actually does. Yeah, it. they're delaying and, the inevitable and, here. Exactly. Like. Or the other part is they're just saying, "Look, you you." You botched that apology so bad. We're so disappointed in you that we're going to make you go through this. And I think that's what Jay's getting at, saying, like, man, you guys are really making this guy go through it as his way of saying, like, he's pretty much going to, you know, get down on his hands and knees and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, take me back. Well, I think you look at also the E-May situation that, that the Celtics do. We're looking back on that now, the history of that. Did the Celtics do the right thing by suspending e and moving forward there? So there's so many things which tie up, and then Brooklyn comes in and says, "Hold on a minute, right. let's throw a lifeline to Emay. Let's 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 dangle around the fact that we might have him as our next coach." Yeah, that to me was like, "Are you? What are you thinking about? You already have a public relation nightmare, and all of a sudden you're going to bring Emay in? I, I just don't think it was." The time, the place, nor did anybody think about that. They yeah. also had a job posting for uh, oh. PR. Did you see that, Bobby? <laughs> they need a new public relations, right? You may, you, will you take that job, Max? <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to put their foot in that, in that bear trap? Someone right posted now. it from LinkedIn, and I think it was, oh, man, that's funny. Well, these are the kind of things you have to do as an organization to kind of send that message, right? They want to come off looking strong here. They want to make it look like they had no tolerance for something like this. But at the same time, like a Jay Williams says, or I saw Etan Thomas uh, wrote with this, he doesn't really, they don't really believe that like this is coming from an authentic place with the Nets. What I, what I don't like about the critics of the punishment though, uh, whether it's a Jay or whether it's a Etan, I don't think they've affirmed like the damage that Kyrie potentially did here. Cause you know, this comes in a point where, you know, we had your guy Yay saying that saying these tropes about Jewish people and now Kanye's forever my guy. You know, the Ye throwing out those tropes there about Jewish people. That's not what Kyrie did here, but it comes in the footsteps of that. And I can't I can't imagine that there was like those things happen coincidentally weeks apart. Ye's posting those anti Semitic remarks, uh, Kyrie's posting a documentary that contains anti Semitic tropes and it, it just kind of fails to acknowledge the fact that you have these groups on bridges in L.A. Um, saying that Kanye was right about the Jews. And you have these uh, anti-Semitic groups in, outside of a football game. I think it was in Jacksonville blasting projections of that onto a building. Like, there's a real threat here to the Jewish community that I don't think people are taking seriously. And, like, this doesn't have to be, like, uh, you know, the Olympics of, like, subjection or whatever mm. you want to call it. Like, listen, you, you, Jewish people have a history of these tropes turning into violence against them. And if you just listen to them, like, I think it's very clear that they don't like what's happening here, even though it just is a documentary and right. it might not be everything that he feels in his heart. Well, well, well guys, let's move closer to home and let's see what, 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 the, uh, what Jalen Brown has said. And Jalen in his defense right now, Kyrie. Yeah. And something he just said about Nike. And I, I mean, he's he's putting. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm agreeing with him on this one. You, you agree Nike, with him? On the Nike thing? So, so Jalen Brown tweeted out, since when does Nike have morals? What was it? When does it have morals, right? Moral compass. compass. Yeah. Since when does Nike care about ethics? I mean, if anything, we learned from the former Celtic and uh, Ned's freedom. I mean, they've, whether we were talking about the sweatshops or whether we're talking about their practices, I mean, 
Jalen doesn't bring up a good point, right? The whole Nike thing. <sighs> Man, I tell you what, it's, it, when you are putting your mouth to words in this situation, I think it comes very, very complicated when you start talking about a major organization, a major player yeah. in sports, and you step out on that limb. And, and there are things about Jalen that I really believe, you know, when he start talks about Black Lives Matter and what he did during that time. But man, this is this one's kind of out there. Yeah. And, you know, to hear the response, because you hear, I'm hearing rumblings from a lot of players talking about, well, you know, it's this and it's that and, mm -hmm. and the whole organization and Nike and this and that. But man, Nike has to think that way, though. I mean, they Nike has to start thinking like, about the moral compass, though. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You, right. You, you can't have you. You can't have a player I mean, like I'm that. I'm not saying Nike's oh. making a mistake here. I'm, I'm saying like Jalen brings up a good point in saying like, since when do you guys care about? Well, that? wait a minute. First of all, I, I think about what what you talk about. We're we're going too far, and we talk about maybe what Kyrie has said before. Think about it. Kyrie was on the payroll there with Nike, and Nike made a prototype shoe for him. And he said, this shoe is trash. It's garbage. <laughs> Don't wear it. Yeah. Who who says that kind of stuff? <laughs> when the team, you Kyrie. can't go in and do, you know, that. Those are kind of things. I'm like, well, Kyrie, that's kind of out there. Do you know how many millions of dollars they put to, uh, to put that shoe together? Well, who knows better about what Kyrie's antics and compass and yes. here in Boston, yes. right? Like this is the thing. This didn't happen in a vacuum and this isn't something that the Nets are looking at and saying this one incident is going to tear apart our relationship. Look at what happened year, one year ago. He didn't show up to the team because of a vaccine mandate. That's just right. But it's also, if, if you're going to be focused on basketball, which this organization keeps talking about, at some point you have to wonder whether your star is dedicated to basketball because all one year it's a vaccine thing and he can't show up because of that. Now all of a sudden he's shrouding himself in controversy over uh, anti-Semitism. Well, and you know what, how about this? They always have this line right now where they start out, the NBA cares. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello somebody? The NBA cares and you got Kyrie using that line, one of your main players? that. It, it is about public relations now with organizations. It used to be one time all about basketball. Right. Red back, hey, what happens on the floor? There were no dancers, none of that, no entertainment, nothing like But it's bigger than that. The Celtics have, you know, do a lot of things in the community now. Mm -hmm. And the whole NBA, every team in the NBA has something that they're affiliated with, which is um, a charity. So all of a sudden you get to this this. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Holier than thou, or you, you, the backlash, or whatever it might be. That to me can be so confusing yeah. and, and devastating. When you think about those words, the NBA cares. That was the slogan yeah. that you saw of the NBA, and and you know, and it didn't hurt at all when you think about your commissioner being Jewish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you you wonder what the, the backdrop to that is, like you know, like. It's a tough situation for everybody involved because like you said at the very beginning, he didn't say any of the things that were in the film. He shared it. He said, I don't agree with everything in there. And from, you know, to go back to Jalen's points and the things he's talked about so far, them as a union, I think they're within their rights to say, he didn't say any of this stuff. You're going to punish him in an unprecedented way? Mm -hmm. All right.
But if you're Jalen, the person, the individual, and you're saying, what about Nike? And some people are saying, what about Brett Favre? And what about this? And what about, how about some accountability, right? For what he said and what he did here, like, it's always got to be what about this and what about that right. and compare it to this and compare it to that. Which is what I feel that. like he did during his, his the, the media session when he was like, oh, talking about his ancestors. It's like, okay, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. It's it, deflection. It, 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 we're talking about this though. It's it, 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 seriously what it is. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. You can't compare one to right. the other. Uh-huh. And and when you start doing that, then now you're going to get yourself into a whole nother thing because right. things aren't always the same regardless. But I don't think, I think most people are under the impression that he's not anti-Semitic. It's just the, ex, the, the, the explaining part and, you know, getting down to what compelled him to, to post it. And if he wants to, what did you take away from the documentary? I would like to know that, right? Remember why he said he's not anti-Semitic though? Like, and he did say he loves everybody, he cares about everybody, but it was because of the definition of Semitic in the dictionary. Like you can't, you can't just come out and say, yeah. I love I've Jewish this, people. I've read the dictionary. They need to be protected at all costs. I don't stand for any anti-Semitism against anti-Jewish. You could have used that word instead. Instead, it's, I'm Semitic, so I can't be Semitic because of what is Semitic says in the dictionary. Like, they that's that just one, him trying to sound yeah, smarter than everybody. But yeah. didn't they have that one time, you remember that line people used to use all the time said, Zip it. Yes. Kyrie, <laughs> zip it. <laughs> and for me, I'm telling you this way, and here, here again, I'm not trying to make fun of this, but, you know, sometimes it is about money. It's about do- dollars and cents. And if you're Kyrie Irving, you're talking about a, a quarter of a billion dollars, which he was about to sign a new contract. Yeah. Stunning. And, 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 you know, he and, and the thing that people should talk about, too, is Kyrie, is his generosity. Because he's done a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't understand. Now, is the damage done when you do something else? Yeah, and it, it puts a it casts a shadow on it. He, he was his Native American, you know, heritage. He's gone and done a bunch of things for them. He's, you know, uh, the WNBA when they were on strike that time, he ended up uh, helping out the WNBA girls with with money he gave. So. There are women, bought excuse George me, Floyd a women. House. bought George, George Floyd's, Floyd's family, family a house. Yeah. So, yeah, you can look at him and he's been, but I guess that's the thing about Kyrie's all over the place. Yeah. And you yeah. just can't pinpoint and say, this is who he is. And Kyrie's always said that. Yeah. I'm a complicated dude. Yeah. Dynasties know that every player counts. To build a championship team with a deep bench, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instamatch, Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One thing I love about Indeed is the screenings and assessments that make things so much easier when you're looking to hire the right person. Indeed helps star applicants shine before the interview with over 135 graded assessment tests they can take from cooking to coding. Indeed helps you see your top talent abilities in a flash by adding any of 135 graded assessment tests to your job post. Select for the skills that matter. With Indeed assessments, you could pick from over 100 skills tests and add them to your job post. That way you can find candidates with the right skills fast. Indeed assessments can even give you a window into how candidates will be on the job. 
on average, applicants who scored proficient plus on the reliability assessments were nearly eight times more likely to consistently attend work, according to US Indeed data. Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Candidates get to show their skills before the interview so you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that you're growing your own business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash Maxwell to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Maxwell. That's Indeed.com slash Maxwell. Terms and conditions apply. It's sad you, to some degree. Were right? you shocked that the Brooklyn Nets balked on the decision to hire Emi Doka? No, not not considering the whirlwind that's there already. Mm. I mean, you already, you know, you already got dog shit on one shoe. You want it on another one? It seemed like, like they were down. You know what you want? Hey, wait a minute. Let me wipe that one off. Hold on a minute. There, there's another pile. Let me step into that one. It's unbelievable. Uh-uh. Yeah, and they, hey, you see that right there? Little step right there. <laughs> and they they talk about culture all the time, the Nets culture, and we gotta get back to basketball. And they're potentially adding another distraction to themselves to gain what? Like, <laughs> well, this guy isn't like a, a magician who's gonna solve everything. But I think I think what happened, and the reason I think they pulled back, is they watched the way things happen since Kyrie has been gone, and they watched his team, and they're playing so much better. And and I think the last three or four games, they won three out of four or something like that, and they've been playing really well. So if if it had continued to go downhill, I think there would have been more pressure to bring Ime in. But Jock Bond seems to be doing a really good job. They took the interim off his name and made him the coach. But if they had had continued to go downhill, I think they would have made that move. See, I think that's part of it. But I think the other part is – can Ime really whip this team into shape with everything that's that's, that's going on? I mean, listen, everyone knows what he did last year with the Celtics. Everyone knows how he was able to turn that team around and motivate them to reach the finals. This is a tough group of guys to, to, to do that with for Ime. I'm not saying he wouldn't be able to pull it off, but with everything, with the reason why he's no longer the coach for the Boston Celtics, going into a situation where he's going to try to appoint people to, about accountability, who's to say guys like Kevin Durant or Ben Simmons are going to be like, oh, wait a minute. What about you? Like, you didn't even serve your full let, let me, let me, You're going to tell me that I need to shoot? Like, hey, hold, 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 hold what hold about you? you know what what let, let me go to the black church when the preacher says, what you got? says he does like this. Do as I say and not as I do. <laughs> right? <laughs> you would be I saying mean, that I every mean, single I, day. I have been there many times in church with a guy that do as I say and not as I do. And so sometimes I just think that, you know, I look at the strength of E-May. And the relationships he's formed. And let's talk about this. The relationships he's formed here in Boston still carry a lot of weight. Yeah. Marcus yeah. Smart is still talking about it. You know, Al Horper is still talking about it. Jalen, so a, a lot of people are still talking about the relationship that he formed with them. And that is something which is really strong that other people looked at, especially if you got a, a group of guys over there that don't seem to be as strong mentally. So you bring that guy in who right. seemed to somewhat be able to bridge that gap between those people already. Yeah, and the Celtics made the decision to bring him in, in a, over the summer with multiple candidates. Like, the way the process went out for the Celtics to hire him is much different than what he was going to be walking t- into in Brooklyn, where 
it's like save us and put just throw everything on. <laughs> yeah. So that it wasn't gonna work. And the line I found interesting in the report is that the Nets maybe don't view themselves as Eastern Conference contenders at this point, given everything that's going on. That's what I I go back to what I said at the beginning. I don't think Kyrie's gonna play for them at the beginning. So again, so if you're gonna bring in this guy to get to Kyrie and Kyrie's not gonna be there, maybe that's not the way to go. What happens? If, but what happens if they start playing well? And they, they, you know, they turn it on. Then Jack, Jack Vaughn's going to look like he's going to Because you still have Durant. You still have Durant is probably one of the top players still in the world. Yeah, and that's and, why they're not and, desperate And the anymore. people around him. But, you know, I want to see. I haven't really seen or heard anything from Ben Simmons. As he, he's, I think he was Shocking. back. He was out I'm for a while. Shocked. Ben Simmons is not in front of a camera. Invisible. <laughs> You know what I mean, man. The last thing he wants is then, you know, like five minutes into the conversation. So, Ben, what's up? What's going on with you? Like, the, the conversation's going to change, and he doesn't want to uh, talk about himself. Who had the idea to trade Jalen for Ben Simmons? I want to know who, where, wherever that guy I thought is. thought it was you, Bobby, yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, what a terrible move that would have been, looking back on it. I thought you put yourself on there. Was it Zaniz? I guess it was Zaniz. I don't know. All right. Before we uh, wrap up here, uh, let's talk about the Celtics, right? we got about four or five minutes on the Celtics. Uh, man, they're looking pretty good, right? Thriving. Offense is uh, the best we've ever seen it or we've seen it in quite some time. Best in the NBA, arguably, right? And then we get this news about Malcolm Brogdon, who's, uh, well, first of all, he was unable to finish a Wednesday night's game, uh, didn't play in the second half. And where's your level of concern? Let's start with you, Max. Well, I think that was the one concern that I've always heard about. Malcolm Brock. That's what comes with the fact that comes with the pack, he right? has he's often been injured. Right. And I've said this before, and it's really so strange. Uh, when this team played Philadelphia, the Celtics played Philadelphia. I was quote I was walking down the hall, and I was quoting Doc Rivers. And as I walk down the hall, Doc Rivers comes around the corner and hears me. He go, "What?" Yeah. And and I was using his line. Doc Did Rivers. You know? Yeah, Doc Rivers always said, "Your best ability." Is your availability, mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah. and I think that's one of the things you look at. And uh, he's been, you know, there are a lot of times he's been hurt. Hopefully, this is just the strain, and it won't anything. But man, are we watching Tatum and Brown just grow to another level? Oh, I thought man. I thought we were seeing Tatum last year had grown in the sub, but this year, this is what's scary about Tatum. This year, he's a better defender. Yeah. He's a much better defender this year. I wasn't sure if he could become the best player in the league because you look at Giannis, you look at Kevin Durant, you look at Jokic, you see these guys winning MVPs, and they're touching every part of the game. We knew Tatum could score. We knew he could take over games with a shot. But seeing him rebound like he has, defend at the highest level, locking shots up, locking shots off the backboard, uh, scoring easily and getting off the ball and scoring from different positions on the floor, I'm a believer. This guy could be the best player in the NBA at this point. And I think we're already seeing him early this season get to that level. So Brogdon or not, Joe Mazzulla, Ime Udoka, he's going he's gonna to be there. Because I think he knows what it takes now in getting to the finals. And I've, I've talked to him about this. Like, so Bob's you know, not worried about Brogdon. He's like, the difference, it's all about Tatum, man. They don't even need the, that dude. The difference he's talked about is that he saw how defense is playing in the playoffs. Now he knows, like, at that level what it's going to take. Regular season, it's just a little bit easier for but him you, now. But, but for the most part, you think about it. Defense played them hard throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Man. And he didn't have easy, easy defense. He, but he he outscored. He just met a guy 
in Andrew Wiggins, who was just as athletic mm -hmm. as he was. And I think that kind of turned the, the, the corner a little bit. Mm -hmm. You'll have to find a way to beat that guy. Yeah. If you're going to get double what, teams, if you're yeah. going to, yeah, if you're going to get taken off the ball, you got to find other ways to do it. He's screening more. I never used to see him screen. He's passing the ball like a point, like a point guard. And those are the guys that impact the game at the highest level. Giannis, LeBron, yeah. your former teammate in the 80s. Like yeah. it's, you got to be able to make plays. You can't just try to score on your own. These guys who do it all on their own, Luka Doncic, LeBron to some degree, James Harden, I don't think that's a winning style anymore. you got to well, be able to bring maybe, a team together. It might, maybe it's not a winning style, but you, I don't think you could do it over a, a full season. An 82 game. And that yeah. you control the ball the way they do. The new NBA now is about zipping the ball around. There was one time when Tatum would be dribble, 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 trying to get open. He's much more decisive yeah. about getting towards the basket, right. making a quick move. Uh, Jalen sometimes, same way. But then sometimes Jalen gets a little squirrely with that handle. Yeah. Uh, a little he bit. Just want to. A little and, bit. And, yeah. and I'm telling really played well this year. It's going to be understated. It's been Marcus Smart. Mm. Marcus Smart has been, uh, you know. What did he tell you on the elevator, Max? Yeah. Just the point he, guard. He just said, he told me at the time, it, you know, when they start playing well, I said, you're playing well right now. He looked at me and said, that's what happened when you pat, put the ball in your damn point guard's hand. He's been great. <laughs> Brogdon's been great. And yeah. you know, credit to the coach. He's putting the ball in those guys' hands. So Tatum and Brown aren't getting this enormous pressure off the ball. They're getting up the floor and finishing right. layups in transition. I love this offense. The number one. They look so dynamic. This is a fun team to watch. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is Hauser, is, is Hauser still something that oh, we're going to talk job. about? That's for the remainder of the year or not? I think so, but we'll, we'll, we'll carry it. We'll, Pick up that conversation next week or down the road. Uh, to answer your question, though, this is for real. This isn't a fluke. This isn't like a, a one-month thing where he goes off and he starts to dwindle down. Like, I think he's a legitimate weapon for this offense, especially he's, for the second unit that's been dying for a guy like this. Right? He's 43% for his life from three. So it's translate. And now 50% in the NBA. It's, it's unreal. One yeah. of the best pure shooters I've seen coming up. And he just looks so confident out there, right? Like he looks like he's been playing NBA for two, three seasons. Can, can Al keep going the way he's going? Because they did give Al a break the other day. Yeah, I think, that helps. The game. I think that helps. I think, yeah. you know, they're going, that's the thing that, and Rusty. what, what yeah. we're not talking about right now is we haven't talked about Rob Williams. Yeah. And Rob Williams is a guy who has to come back in the fold. And yeah. I, I think that. See how we can do like seven episodes in one sitting? Yeah. yeah. Max just goes all over the place. That's just shit, bro. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. It's good. Oh, you know, it looks like you have to bring me back. <laughs> I know, especially, yeah. especially when we're in person. I feel like it just flows naturally and we yeah. can just be here for hours. But, but yeah. you think about Rob. Rob is that guy that right now, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, bring Rob back. 
and we haven't talked about him in a while yeah. because That's the team thing, has man. been playing yeah. playing well. Yeah. Now, when they got out rebounded, they played somebody. Oh, the Chicago game in Chicago, they got out rebounded by fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. I think people were clamoring at that time because they went up by fifteen in Chicago. But then they came back and they won some nice games here. That's so what happens when Boosie yeah. Yeah. is playing against the So team. it's just it's really – Happens every time. It really, it's really cool. You, know, you talk about subject matter, and we'll, we'll, we'll be quick here, but subject matter is also our, our good buddy Danny Ainge. What's happened to him? <laughs> oh, that man. team – I'll be up late night. Throwing <laughs> but on the how league funny cast. is the situation, though? How funny is it? You know, he's sitting there, like, looking at the team. Danny, like, do Danny, you not know yeah. the biggest prospect since LeBron James is on deck? Yeah, that, you guys are doing this to yeah, right now? That look that Danny gave, somebody scored like Markerton <laughs> or something. Danny was like, <laughs> like we're, here talk, talk. We're, here, we're here talking about Kyrie and, and Utah. These, <laughs> these weird neon jerseys. They're 9 and 3. They're scoring 140 points against the Lakers. <laughs> Kelly Olenek's making crunch time passes. Right. They're calling. They're so fun to watch. But they're fun to watch, but someone also said they were young, too. They have and a who's bunch coaching of, them? They have a bunch of young. No, Martin. he's young, too. Yeah, so they have, the a, bunch, the they have a bunch of young Hard. players out there who haven't For seen that limelight in a while. And you think about even marketing, who, who is out there. He didn't have a lot of mileage on it because people stopped believing him in, in Chicago. Yeah. And I've talked to Randy Brown. Chicago's Randy Brown, who, who was the assistant coach out there in Chicago uh, when he was out there. And they said, he said, oh, my God, this kid's going to be unreal. He's, you know, marketing can do this. He can do that. And then all of a sudden, it just shows you how you can fall out of favor. Kind of like Mac Jones right now. No. Just fall out of favor. Did I step on your Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Not my toes, but the Mac Jones proverbial toes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just throw him under the bus. I was driving up Route 1 and Prince Pizza with the Mac or Zappy sign. That's when I knew we lost our Whoa. Wow. (laughs) Somebody actually put a sign out like that? Yeah. (laughs) On the restaurant. Wow. This is a crazy couple weeks. Tell me you're from the North Shore without telling me you're from the North Shore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Special thanks to Bobby Manning. Thank you for coming through, yeah. Bobby. Man, we're going we're gonna to do this you again. Know, you know we'll Bobby talk, we'll talk sports. We'll talk music. We'll, we'll, we'll you have know what talk. Bobby just did? What, you what, did, what did he keep it on? Oh, he kept it on the hundred. He kept it on the hundred. He kept it on the hundred. He kept on the hundred like that, man. That's what we do here. I just think we make people just feel so comfortable that they don't even realize they're keeping it on honey. I've never, I've never heard you just, just keep it that real. Like that was, yeah. that was good. Good stuff, Bobby. Yeah, good to be here, guys.